episode 36, I believe. Uh, 37, wow. I'm your host, Felix Vogel, and this is my podcastee, a.k.a. my dad, Mark Vogel. Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back here. Episode 37, I can't believe it, and a very special episode of Untucked Shorts, broadcasting live from Mendocino County, California. It's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And who's in the studio with us? We have the amazing Josh Calder and Nicole... Calder! Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Um, so welcome to the pod, guys. You're our second ever guest. Really happy to uh, have you guys on. I have been a longtime listener since day one. Wow. So I am beyond Episode thrilled one. and honored to be here Amazing. with you both today. Well, the honor is all ours. So the big 500 were split 10 and 10 on record. We Oof. said we'd record uh, five games in the future, and here we are, 10 and 10. What were we when we left off? We were... We were worse than that. We were seven. Yeah, we were worse than that. That's all we really need. Um, but but we've been on a we've been on, on streak. Four out of the five last games we played. I think we're looking a lot better, especially Clay Thompson. Um, if I if you don't mind, could I ask you guys your opinion on Clay over the past five games and his development? Well, the development is just off the charts, gentlemen. You know, it's been really fun watching Clay just kind of settle into his own groove, yeah. not go forcing shots and hunting them up. Just kind of relying on his his family and brothers around him. Yeah, knowing the ball movement is key to the Warriors' success and taking the right shots and making the right shots. It's been fun. How about you, Nicole? I think it's important that we all kind of keep in mind and remember that Clay is easing into the system. Yeah, he's easing into the season. We don't need to see him at full speed quite yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine that he's been struggling a bit and uh, he's starting to look good. So I'm excited. Great. I mean, flashing back to the 2019-2020 season. When we, when Clay Thompson was cold, scoring a collective effort of 35 points over the first 10 games, and then coming to Chicago and scoring 14 threes in a game, um, really just shows how the beginning of the season could be rough, but he'll find it uh, kind of later in the season. Now, Nicole, you are, you are, as your license plate says, you are gold blooded. Gold blooded for life. You I am are a Bay a Arian, ba- born and raised. And a sports fanatic. That's the truth. Um, when did you first become a Warriors fan? Do you, do you recall what era of Warriors it was that first stole your heart? I was probably three or four. So that Whoa. would have been about 85. That's a run TMC era, right? Uh, run TMC is, is, is correct. I grew up going to games with my mom, sitting in the bleachers at Oracle, Roracle, if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've been a, a longtime Warriors fan since yeah. I can remember. How about you, Josh? When do you remember first getting into the dubs? Late 90s. I got to come in and see some of the nice eras with the Dawn. Don era. Oh, Nelly Ball? Nelly oh. Ball. Thank you so much. Lots of offense. Not so, of yeah, we got to come in and just sit in the in the top row and not worry about much in terms of NBA status or rankings. But then with Steph Curry coming in, that's where I just gravitated and became a follower, worshiper. There were some fan. lean oh. years besides the We Believe season. There were some there were some tough uh, years some in the wilderness years. for uh, Warriors was, fans exactly. there. There were a lot of tough years. Some thin Curry ankles that caused him to miss a couple seasons well, that too. beginning of his career. But uh, I think we're looking pretty good. Um, flashing back um, to the present. <laughs> Let's see. So we were f- oh, 500, a lot better than we can say at the beginning of the season. Teams, it's starting to even out more. The Jazz were the two seed, 
when we played them last on night, Friday. Yeah, last night. and you know everything. I I think that game was kind of the definition of how to play Warriors basketball. We had a lot of passing. Uh, maybe did you join in the first or? I didn't. Are you yeah, referring you to when Josh joined in the, in the, in the to watch the TV? Yeah, to join the watch the TV. Not I think I when he joined the Warriors. I missed the initial <laughs> onslaught of Clayness. Yes, uh, that's true. He got yeah. hot in the first. But I did come in, and I've been really happy watching uh, Draymond take over in the second oh, unit. Yeah, I, think I mean, there's... it really just shows how strong we are as a team. Um, having him, you know, with the punch, and now coming back to uh, getting a bit, getting just. Fitting in with the team a bit more. A yeah, I think we're seeing. Factor, so. I think we're yeah. seeing a return of Draymond, old Draymond, yeah, old Draymond. And he, I mean, he's scoring. He's putting the ball in the hoop. A couple threes. A couple threes. Like Shoot I say, Draymond's hitting threes. We're gonna win the game. Mm-hmm. You and Kalena Osborne. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're looking pretty good. So let's not get ahead of ourselves here, people. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I mean, just a reality check. Uh, if I'd said at the beginning of the season. We're, we're going to be relieved to be 10 and 10, 20 games in. I'm, I'm not sure we would have said that that's a good outcome. No. Right? I mean, we are still re- heavily reliant on Steph Curry. He scored 33 again last night. Didn't even notice. But the guy is just, uh, I don't know if he's shooting like over 45% on threes. His efficiency is off the charts. Um, so we're a very Steph-dependent team right now. I um, I wonder where else you guys need to see some growth. Momentum is everything, and to see them go seven and three is just and stay healthy doing it. I think is where I'm really because last year I think the first twenty we were eighteen and two. That's right. But then the wheels kind of started falling off right then True. and there. So I like to see the gradual progression, and I believe they kind of look at it in ten great ten game increments throughout the season, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the first half, first 10, not so great, but, you know, second 10, here we go, third 10. I also think it's important that we get our second unit involved Mm. a little bit Mm. more. We need to get some more consistency out of them. A little Uh, sus. A little sus. We need need Poole to step up and really lead that second unit. That definitely cost us the first 10 games, talking about those 10 segments. Uh, Poole, you know, he's kind of playing pool ball. a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. Mm-hmm. Would you would you even call that uh, snooker? <laughs> yeah, he's playing pool ball. <laughs> hey. um, but you know, you could. You can kind of that one slide right out there. Yeah, I don't know. The perils of podcasting like with your father. <laughs> ever ever since he uh, got got a got a hundred and forty plus um, million, he's really been slacking uh, on in the. Front court. You could also say ever since he got yeah. punched by his teammate, maybe things are, are not quite as evened out as they should be. Expectations are everywhere. We don't. We get enough pool party. We don't need pool pity. I think. I think he can. I Tony, think he can play through that. I'm going to talk to a producer about trademarking that right now. And somewhat poetic that now that Draymond's infiltrated the second unit, mm. pool is starting to reemerge. Right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't even you don't thought about to, that. Thank you. Right? Lifting each other it's up. It's been yeah. fun. They've been kind of tiptoeing around each other, but it's mm-hmm. very polite. The dance is kind of fun to watch. I've never seen Dray be polite before. No. Anthony Lamb. Oh. Really huge. Where would we be without him the first ten games? Yeah. I mean. I really, I really don't get this. Uh, we were talking about this with my dad last night. This two-way contract where somebody this good taking all of Kamiga and Moody's minutes can only play a certain amount of games. Yeah, I season. wanted to get to that. Now, Nicole, as we watched the broadcast last night, I asked you if uh, you, you could explain what do you think's going on? Moody didn't even hit the floor. Is he in the doghouse or what? What's your theory? 
I'm thinking that uh, he's being made an example of. I think there might be something mm, happening off the court in the locker room, maybe a practice. Uh, Kerr doesn't do things by accident. So I think there's a reason we're not seeing Moody right now. And, you know, he's, he may be a little Moody, thus no Moody. A little Carol's- bit handsy so far this year. He's mm-hmm. fouling a lot when he's in. Kaminga doing yeah. the same. Uh, but I mean, you know, Kaminga has gotten a little more minutes in these past five games, especially against uh, Utah. Maybe he's showing up, um, at least off the court, and you know, we're kind of seeing his the defense benefits. was a little better last night, which I was glad. Yeah, to he see. had a monster. He had a monster block uh, two mm. nights ago against some good rebounds. That spicy. Speaking of spicy, spicy. <laughs> thank you uh, once again. Our Untucked Shorts podcast is sponsored by the Spice Jar, located Along at Twenty Third and Bryan Street in San Francisco's Mission District. The Spice Jar is also a sponsor of our Spicy Play of the Week. And now looking back at the last five-game stretch, cast your mind back. number of highlights go through mm-hmm. my mind. I'm curious if each of you have a contender for a spiciest play of the week, courtesy of the Spice Jar. Anything come to mind for now, you, Felix? Um, huh, for me, that's a hard one. Well, you know, the obvious would be those Curry, that Curry Night Night 3 over Eric Rainbow Gordon. Rainbow 3. That crazy chuck up, but I'm actually not going to do that. I think my spiciest play of the game was a clay catch and shoot in um, Houston that put him from 38 to 41 points. Now, this was the the right elbow, final three of the night, and along with that curry arc, that really, though it wasn't, you know, didn't get you on your feet, going, whoa, that's spicy, kind of just... Uh, remind me of who Clay Thompson is and what just, he can do. Just warm to the soul. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe more of kind of like a hot chocolate play of the week. Hot chocolate play of the week. We'll have to oh, look yeah, into yeah. some additional sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Nicola, Josh, any spicy plays yeah. come to mind for you? Gosh, you know, Steph is always spicy. Oh. Mm. I'm excited to see him every time he shoots. But uh, what really warms my heart, if we're, we're sticking with hot chocolate, hot chocolate, is the consistency of Kavon Looney. Oh, getting those goes. boards, up getting those rebounds. I'm loving Steady it. She a couple of dunks here and there. I'm loving the consistency and warmth always, that, that Lindog brings. Mm-hmm. Mm. Subtly spicy. Great call. Come on, Luna. Great call. That's right. And I'm going to go a little uh, vague as well. Not one specific play, but first off, it's just been a treat watching the last two games oh with God, so the fun. Untucked Shorts podcast and crew. You know, everyone's just been so... Nice to us since we flew in. Top notch. Unbelievable. Top notch. These <laughs> the hair and makeup. Did you, the Never better. Um, thank you. We roll so, out the red carpet for our special Thanksgiving edition guests. Cannot here. recommend it enough. So I would say watching the game, every Draymond play has been my mm-hmm. spiciest because he's mm. been playing well and Jasper is really not having it. So it gets real spicy <laughs> every time Dre spicy around makes a play to. Oh, I mean, man. he thinks he should be out of here, which is a very spicy take. Oh, well, um, I think Dre you know, was answering the call the last couple of games, so it's been really fun to watch uh, Jasper take his. Lumps. And if I could add one more, <laughs> uh, we I wouldn't want to reminisce the New Orleans blow up by thirty points where we lost. That was because oh, yeah. we rested all our starters. That's true. But in that, I saw a lot of development, and I know we've been kind of attacking Moody, but I think one spicy play was he picked it off on one head. Good defense leads to good offense. Um, he got like a steal or a block or something, pushed it all the way to court, did a Euro reverse for an and one. 
And so that, it, that, if you watched that eight seconds, you would have think he mm. would, you would think he would have been in the league for eight years. You know, that really looked like an experience. Flashes play. of brilliance from the lottery pick. I hope we see more. I'm looking for forward sure. to it. I want to switch gears one one moment and just um, ask because Josh, you you've you've played a lot of basketball. You've been on a lot of teams earlier in your life. Thank you. Yes, way um, too much. And I have a question for you. Maybe channeling your experience, but you know, <laughs> open it up to everybody here. What do you think accounts for the huge discrepancy between our home record and our road record as a player? What is so different? about going into an opposing team stadium or that and, and what could explain why we are what is it nine and one at home and one and nine on the road i mean that's just shocking can you honestly relate? um no i always played better on the road really i just kind of like messing with the crowd i would never do a night night in my time or have cause to really <laughs> but um you know i always loved engaging with hostile environments so Some people just, thrive on it. Yeah, maybe like go harder. Games on the road. They have nothing to lose, really. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, I don't know. I think really this for the Warriors specifically, it's their champions. Everyone's mm. gunning for them. We've talked about it, yep. right? And then there's been some folly and just a little bit of bad luck. Honestly, That's there's true. it was a couple games. really short yet long summer because they some guys didn't really come back steph came back so motivated and in shape but i'm not sure anyone else did right that's true so i just think everyone's really gearing toward the 82. Yeah, okay and it could be so not to worry things yeah. are looking up is where i'm trying that road to go record here. will start to improve oh i've seen it happen for sure we're now, on a streak right yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that note uh we'll take us into a break pick back up thanks a lot um see you after the break all right Welcome back to episode 37 of Untucked Shorts, broadcasting from the wilds of the Round Valley, located just 68 miles north of Willits, California, which is located just 42 miles north of Ukiah and located 140 miles north of San Francisco. Which is located 15 <laughs> miles north of Sacramento, which is located, yeah, okay. This is not a geography podcast. You Don't know, hold at us minute to this. 30, we're going to find ourselves in Antarctica right now. You're right. I could keep going there. But instead, I will say what a treat it is to have Josh and Nicole Calder with us this Thanksgiving weekend for this special edition of Untucked Shorts. And we were talking earlier before the break uh, about the, the recent um, swing of games and also about Josh and Nicole's history with the Warriors. And uh, Felix, I think we have a question for our guests here. To take yeah, well, I mean, we got a couple questions. I uh, want to hear their takes. But, you know, the most important, most classic question, who has been your favorite, maybe top two favorite Warriors of all time? And one rule cannot say Steph or Clay, because those are a little right. too obvious. Um, so let's start with you, Nicole. Uh, let's just give me your top two. You know, I have to say that the original D. Lee, David mm -hmm. Lee, is one of my top two players. I loved D. Lee on the floor. Uh, his defense, his enthusiasm. I love the OG D. Lee. David Lee, he was like Very a cool. he was like an all star in a time when mm -hmm. we hadn't had when one in a long no time, right? Yes, you guys true. are not you guys are not talking about Damien. No, it's no, talking about David. That, David, David Lee. Wow. D. Lee could be your second. A D. Lee really might be my it. second. That is I mean, true. He's a lovable character too. Now I can't talk about this David Lee, but 
what made him so enjoyable to you just to watch him on the court? I think he was the original person to bring joy to the team. He always mm. played with uh, a happy heart. You could tell that he just loved being out there. Um, he brought a lot of enthusiasm and positivity. I think he was a great leader. Uh, and I just, I loved him. I mean, are you sure it's not Al Adels who brought the definition of happiness? The word. <laughs> I mean, certainly <laughs> there's a bit of it. <laughs> okay. He also wasn't too bad to look at. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's getting spicy in the air. Okay. And anybody else? Anybody else? All-time favorite of yours? Nicole? Another all-time favorite would have to be Monte Ellis. Spicy. I know. I know. It's now, a spicy take because... I mean, Curry has arisen from the ashes of Jael. And thank goodness. And how lucky are we? But I think Monte brought the original spice to a time when the Warriors started to make a turn. And it started to be exciting to be a Warriors fan again. And I remember being in... Um, being an Oracle and the cheers that we would get and the joy and the enthusiasm and kind of what started to bring Roracle back around was Monte Ellis. So mm. yeah. he was one of my favorites. He was a, a highlight reel. He's your classic mm. all-star, you know? Yeah. Um, he was fun to watch and I was sad to see him go, but boy, I my... love that we got Kurt. <laughs> yeah. And we got, who did we get in that trade? We got um, the Australian. Bogut. 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 Oh, Bogut. Bogut. Yes. Andrew Bogut. Wow, yeah. I mean, D. Lee was almost the the real start of that era. Was the first he really major was. free agent signing to kind yeah. of come in, he, and then to get Bogut over, and then I think Iggy was the next signing. I've yeah. on that playoff game yeah. against Denver. Right, right, right. So, so D. Really Lee, I really like your call there because he just kind of started the whole chain of events for what became the current incarnation the current of the best dynasty. team that we've ever wanted to watch. Unbelievable, mm. uh, Josh. A couple of all time oh, favorites. Take it to me. Well, it's it's hard because, like I said earlier, the current incarnation just made me a believer for life. Yeah. I'll be a Warriors fan for life just because of Steph Curry. Sure, honestly, coming think, to the Warriors, so it's done, done yeah. easy. Um, but I, before then, just followed players, and it was Run TMC. So easily done was had the Killer Crossover poster in my room. I worked on the Timmy Hardaway Killer Crossover on the sidewalk, <laughs> in the gym, on the tarmac, wherever they let me have a ball, and. You've, you've seen it a couple times in person. Not too bad. You know, yeah. a little slower than it could be. A little slower. Yeah. Josh, Josh yes. has got handles. <laughs> you know, thank you. Yeah. So Timmy was just the most fun thing to watch with that knuckleball release. But then the best part of him was that he could just dish it to Chris Mullen, number 17, <sighs> who just had the most perfect window pane jumper, I mean, lefty, like my man here. The most here. controversial thing about Mullen, though, is the way he will hold a microphone post-game live. That was interesting. Like a little teacup. I, I mean, so like a this, this six-foot-seven mm -hmm. athletic, muscly basketball player is now holding a microphone mm -hmm. like it's a little maybe, hot cocoa. Maybe right. he enjoys you know. his Earl Grey. How about you, Felix? Do you have Ooh. any um, favorite Warriors of well, the non-Curry you know, I'm I've always been a Clay fan, so Clay's going to go yeah, number that's one, true. Curry. But, you know, some some players that I've just really enjoyed watching over the year, um, I liked Boogie. I mm. really liked Boogie. He was just enjoyable. I mean, I didn't. we didn't see too much of him. It's true. He He's snake-bitten. He, he, I mean, he was... He was almost, he almost made me happy. The only reason why he made me like him was because he was the fifth All-Star. Now we have five All-Stars on our team since hmm. the 1960s. He was just kind of the, the icing to the cake, and I, I like He came icing. with a lot of expectations, for sure. Yeah, he was a great teammate I mean, in the end. Yeah, didn't Maybe really the numbers too much. weren't there. 
But it's something, yeah. something resonated. And then I'm going to have to go with wigs. Oh, oh yeah. So, oh, so two way wigs. Ball. I mean, just it's. Yeah, I just love two-way players. Mm. You could play D on one end and then knock down a couple. And, you know, his smile's number one, too. So doesn't come out. Who knew? You know, that that is actually a characteristic of a player that um, I, I'd highlight here. And this is also uh, for, for Margo, if you're listening. I know this mm-hmm. is one of your favorite players. Sean Livingston. Oh. Uh, I love That's Livingston. Dark. Usually, you know, 8, 10, 12 points on a good night. Not going to light up the, uh, the stat sheet. But automatic that mid range, mm. and when speaking of second unit and how important That's that second stabilizing unit was, presence just yeah. felt like the grown ups are on the floor right the best now. second unit on the planet. Yeah, and uh-huh. so Sean Livingston, I feel mm, great call. Cut below perhaps the Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. but indispensible in I think our. And our I mean, Harrison, Harrison, still on the staff. Barnes and strength. Uh, I mean, I know he's not the most lovable, but that second unit. Well, Harrison Barnes was a starter. Sure, he was. Yeah, he was a starter. But he was, he was part of the original five. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Whatever lineup and, you want you know, to call that. He, he's got helped us get a ring. So we appreciate Harrison Barnes' contributions, even if he's now located yeah. just 129 miles south of here. <laughs> and Doing Sacramento. his thing with Mike. I mean, it's been great. Yeah, maybe. Do you think he moved? The journey to second... You think, I, mean, I think he moved to Sacramento. I, I mean, think he yeah, I was in San Francisco. I mean, I'd imagine that he had at least. I think in between, he was in Dallas for a while. Uh, and, that's yeah. right. But I don't know. We'll have to look into the, the real estate segment of Untuck Shorts. <laughs> that, was great, that was a great summer. Oh, next, so many spinoffs on the so. <laughs> Let me ask you: next five games, what's uh, what's our record going to be? Are we going five and zero, oh, four and one, mm-hmm. three and oh, two? Well, put him on that spot. You know, I the thing it. about all these games are winnable. All these games are very winnable if we play right. But the Warriors, I mean, still aren't perfect just yet. So I'm saying 4-1 because we're going to own the Pacers and the Rockets. But when it comes to Minnesota, Chicago, and um, Dallas, Dallas, we may we may struggle. One of those, just, one I of have those. a feeling. Okay. We'll, All right, we'll Felix is calling it 4-1. Four and one. Four and one. Nicole, Four. how are you feeling? I'm right there with Felix. It's 4-1. and one. I think we'll take one on the road and defend home court. Three Josh, and two, it is. Three and two, and then that's fine. Mm. More than fine. I mean, can you name one team that you think would take us, make us have that uh, loss? Who do you think? Oh, I think Dallas and the T Wolves are both gonna, you know, keep coming up. Regular season's kind of their yeah. proving ground right now, so we're kind of letting them Dallas, have that. Dallas play in that sandbox. Dallas always lands a five seed. You know, know exactly. Okay, well. There you have it. We'll tune in next week to see how we did on these predictions. Yeah. And um, before we wrap, thank you so much, Josh and Nicole, thank for coming so on the much. podcast. Great with job us. today. Thanks so much Thanks for having us. This has been amazing. Josh, Nicole, so glad to have you on this pod. It's been a really good one. Can't wait to be back. Yeah. We'll see you next time on Untucked Shorts. Dun, dun. <laughs>